What's going on, Spooky fans? This is your chilling host, Ruben. Kiss noise. Hi, I'm Quinn. <laughs> What's up, and welcome to another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. This week, we are doing a uh, an alliteration-filled episode, because it is a super special Saturday snack episode. Very much so. Who doesn't love snacks on a Saturday? Snacks on a Saturday. Snacks on a Saturday. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> So, uh, our snack, this for this, our snack is yeah, What are we talking about while we wait here at the concession stand? We're talking about 1992's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, this okay. This is, Ruben, one of my childhood movies okay. that I haven't forced you to sit through and watch so many times that you hate it. Oh, well, I've seen it multiple times myself, so. But not because of me. <laughs> eh, that's true. That is very, very true, actually. I've loved this movie since it came out, like since I was old enough to watch it or whatever uh-huh. in the 90s, I have loved everything about this movie. Um, we're doing this in episode because it's kind of a, it's a, a comedy. Yeah, it's, it's more of a comedy style than a horror style. It's not very meaty. Yeah, very, very true. But it does pay tribute to uh, one of our classic horror movie monsters, mm-hmm. which is... Vampires. Vampires, exactly, Dracula. And they get slayed. <clears throat> and they get slayed. <laughs> and not in the slayed, sis. No, they get killed. No, they get killed. <laughs> they, get, they get flat out killed. So, uh, this movie is a departure uh, from the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer that a lot of our listeners probably know of. Uh, the one from the TV show starring Sarah Michelle Gellar. My favorite. So, She's my girl. Um, on that note, both produced by Joss Whedon, which we know. Right. Joss Whedon hated this movie. He left the set one day and never came back. Shut up, seriously? Yep. Uh, he found uh, Donald Sutherland difficult to work with, and they changed the script and made it so bubblegummy and like sweet that he hated it. Because he wanted it to be dark and gritty, because that's kind of what Buffy is. But the thing I love about this movie is that it's very Valley Girls. Very. Okay, not even going to lie. Like As soon as they started talking, and I, I forgot that it was this Valley style... And just hearing Buffy talk, oh my gosh, and I just can't believe it. What's this is so coosh. <laughs> coosh. I, I don't know. I, I'm going with, with something there. I don't I have no idea. He luged. She luged. he luged on her mom. Oh that's he right. Threw up. Yeah, he threw on her he threw up on her mom. That's right. So the same the same thing as I'm gonna Ralph. Yeah, pretty much. Um so this movie starts with we we meet Buffy and her, her high school friends, uh, played by Hilary Swank. In her theatrical debut, if you didn't know that. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. This is her first movie. There's only two other people in this movie that I recognize, that I actually knew knew, versus um, just recognizing them and being like, oh yeah, I've seen them in other movies. Really? Yeah. And that was actually um, Pike and Ben, which is, Ben is played by David, David Arquette, mm-hmm. and Pike is uh, Luke Perry. Yes. Yeah, from 90210. I just said my age. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it's it's funny that uh, David Arquette is in this movie, and that he gets turned into a vampire. Right. Because there is a very famous song by a local band, Ruben, I don't know if you've heard of them, called The Black Math Experiment. No, I've, no. And they released a song called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Oh, I remember you telling me about this, yes. Which was made into a movie. There is a movie called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. <laughs> uh, but that's just a little trivia about our <clears throat> stars. Yeah. So, I just want to take from the top, Buffy the Vampire Slayer in this movie, played by Christy Swanson, is a fashion icon. 
I loved every single thing she wore in this movie. And every time she busted out her unnecessary gymnastics is the best thing ever. Because she just... Oh, vampire, let me cartwheel flip-flop somersault with a round-off and throw a, a stake at the vampire. Instead of, you know, just throwing the stake at the vampire. Um, there was also another person in this movie, Ruben, and you pointed it out uh, after I, I had just realized that you pointed it out. Oh, that's right. Wait, no. So there is a third person that I, I remember. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw them, I recognized. Who was it, Ruben? It was Pee Wee Herman. That's right. He played one of the vampires that uh, that came through to, to uh, rise the great lord. Uh, he was Lothos's uh, right hand man. His Igor. <laughs> he didn't have if the right you hand. He didn't have the <laughs> right hand. His right hand got ripped off by a tree. Yes. Whenever he was trying to attack Pike, <laughs> him and Buffy uh, have several little like jabs at each other. And my favorite one is at the end of the movie. She's got a stake to his heart. And he's like, there's nothing I can't do. And she looks at him and goes, why don't you clap? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's an awesome thing. And then she stabs him. His death scene is this long, drawn-out him just going, ow, ow, ow. Hilarious. Was actually unscripted. He ad-libbed the whole thing. I wouldn't doubt it. He does does do a very good job of uh, just kind of going with the... uh, with the flow of it and mm-hmm. kind of just reading the room. So there were also two people with very brief cameos that are big stars now. Seth Green, which you only see for three seconds, and two of the seconds he's got his back to you. Uh, but he's one of the redheaded vampires. Okay. And Ben Affleck. And the final basketball game. Oh, that was him that he was like, take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ben Affleck. Oh, okay, okay. I can see that then. Star-studded cast. Very neat. You know, and uh, this movie actually did help a lot of a lot of those stars. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a huge jumping through, off yeah. point. Except for Christy Swanson. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> she went from this to straight to TV movies. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. So, in the movie uh, itself, you know, Buffy... She, again, like you said, she's this very, very Valley Girl style, and she ends up coming across her watcher, her protector, Mm -hmm. right? Her Giles. Her Giles. I'm so glad. And for everybody out there, I'm just going to make a lot more references to the TV show version, because I watched and grew up on that. That was my thing. Um, But anyways, so she finds her Giles, she finds her watcher, and he he starts training her on everything, and it's so cool to kind of see her demeanor from like her character change, her character development yes. pro- process of it, because she again, like you said, she starts off in a very Valley Girl style, a Valley very nonchalant, don't care about life. Everything that's great is fashion. Yeah, all you know, I care about is fashion. To what about this person's feelings? How do I do this? What? Are, how are we saving this? And even her tone and her attitude change. Her body language. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you, she just exudes power yes and uh, the thing she says in the beginning when Merrick first approaches her she's like all I want to do is graduate high school go to Europe and marry Christian Slater mm-hmm. and that's her life goals now since you grew up on Buffy the TV show mm-hmm. did she accomplish those goals Ruben no she did not she did Oh, wait, everything that is... but marrying Christian Slater but marrying Christian Slater yeah that's right between Buffy and Angel she went yeah, to Europe she went to Europe she graduated high school uh huh very true. Full circle. Full circle. You know, and that was actually that actually is pretty neat because there's several spots in the TV show that she references her first movie before she has to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, in my old school, 
I used to be this, 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 and this, like Cordelia Chase was in the TV show. And, yeah. And in the original script for the Buffy the, Buffy the Vampire movie, she burns the gym down in order to kill the vampires. Mm-hmm. And they created that in the comic called Buffy Origins, and they reference it in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. Because that's why yeah. she's at the new school, is because mm-hmm. she burned down the gym. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so from the rest of the movie, we start seeing that the vampires start slowly killing people more and more throughout the town, right? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes into, again, her training, her coming into her fruition of her power of her, uh, uh, what would you call it, her her bloodline? Her bloodline. Her yeah. her destiny? Her destiny, uh, yeah. She's part of the Big Harry Mole Club. <laughs> that's right. That was their birthright thing. Birthright. That's what I'm ta- That's what there, I was thinking about. That's the word. I was getting there. But, so she's kind of going through all this, and... There has to be that big turn of events that happens in any movie, the big climax thing to push the, the hero over the edge. Her catalyst. Which, again, I know if I was in a movie and this was like real life, I've already taken tests about this. <laughs> Thank you, old Facebook tests and MySpace tests. Oh, MySpace tests. <laughs> I, I would technically be the person that probably has to die so that the hero can finish out the, what they need to do. I've been told that multiple times. Hey, you're the one that's going to survive legitimately 90% of the way, and then the last 10 you're going to have to kill yourself for. Or give yourself so the, the the hero, the final girl, can win. So you're the Merrick. I am. That's going to be so much fun when that if that happens. I'm the life. Benny. <laughs> you're Benny. <laughs> I get turned into a halfway through the movie. That's awesome. <laughs> we both know, and everyone who personally knows me who listens to this podcast knows I would not survive an apocalyptic situation at all. I would have a panic attack and die on the first day. And same with me. I would probably last, again, I would agree. I would last the longest and then trying to help save somebody I would end up getting mm-hmm. myself. Or I'd be the person that hides a zombie bite. But I don't think I could. No, you'd freak out too much. I would. Yeah. You, you'd be, like, hysterical. I'd be like a dog. I would just wander off in the woods. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after the great death of, of uh, her watcher, Merrick, she kind of has her own little breakdown, and she's like, no, I just want to go back to being a, a, a kid. I, I just want to... I want to wear my dress, and I want to go to the yeah, school dance. Exactly. And her friends kind of turn on her because she's she hasn't been doing a lot of her school stuff. She like, hasn't been Queen Bee again. Yeah, she's had more concerning things going on, like vampires killing people. And her friends are kind of jerks. And then she decides, well, I'm going to go to dance. I'm going to get dressed up. And this dress she gets is gorgeous. She shows up and one of her friends stole her boyfriend. Yep. And he broke up with her via voicemail. Yeah. Answering Answering machine. machine. Which is worse than text message breakup. Very, no, I mean, I would say that that's the equivalent of it back then. It was. But for some reason, I think it's worse. Because, like, you're out. Or whatever, you're having a good day, and then you come home and there's a voicemail like, Hi, we're done. Uh, no, that's real jacked up. Send me a letter. Well, I mean, of course it's jacked up. I mean, even still breaking up through text messages jacked up. Yeah, but at least it's an instantaneous thing. It's not like a you come home and it's like blinking light that says, Ah, we're done. I mean, no cell phones back then, so. True that. They had pagers, didn't they? No. Oh, yeah, in the 90s, 92. Yeah, there's pictures. He just texts her 911 and then us. <laughs> the but then, but then you, have to call, you have to call them back. He just says that this person paged you. Oh, I thought you could do like numbers and letters and stuff. I don't think so. I don't know. We'll have to ask my sister. She had a pager <laughs> or a beeper. Are they the same thing? No. What's the difference? 
one beeps, one pages. Uh, again, it has the number that's paging you. The other one, I get, I don't know. I don't know. I never had that. Me either. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 18. Uh, I got mine at 15, my first at 15. It was a Virgin Mobile flip phone that I had to buy minutes for at Walmart. Yeah. No. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so the big bad happens, and then we end up having our giant fight between her and the great bad, which is named Lotus. Lothos. Lothos. So Lotus. they have a pre-fight to this big fight at uh-huh. the school dance. Their pre-fight happens at this... Amusement park. Broken down... It's like an amusement fair... park parade ground? Think like their the parade Coney floats. Island. Yeah. Like everything's like Coney Island design. Maybe it's the Rose Parade oh. floats. I don't know. But they have this fight and she thinks... This is when Merrick dies. Is She can't do it because she's unable to lift a finger to fight Lothos. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the dance and while she's there... The vampires break in. Mm-hmm. Well, they try to. They can't because they weren't invited in. You know how vampires work. And it culminates in her fighting Lothos. And he says, you can't kill me. Like, I, you're, we're one. You're in my heart. I'm in your heart. There's no getting out of this. And at that point, Pike kills Benny by throwing him into the electronic box, cutting off the music and lights. Yep. And there's silence. And she realizes what Merrick said is it's in the silence. He can't control her when there's silence. There's no music. She's she's not powerless yeah. anymore. Yeah, she's yeah, she can fight back. And she pulls a cross out and he's like, Ugh, you think your faith is gonna save you? And he sets it on fire. And she tells him, No, my killer fashion sense, and sprays it with perfumes she he sets on fire and runs she runs back to the gym. And as they get to the gym, they fight, and she's attacking him with a freaking California state flagpole. Because he busts out a freaking katana. Yeah. Vampire katana. What is that? And and Pike, and to his favor, uh, does try and help. Of course, yeah. He did try and help her. Uh, it didn't go too well. He thought he had him. And she uses a trick that she learned from Merrick. And she breaks the chair in the middle of their fight. Stabs Lothos and defeats him. Mm-hmm. And then she rides off into the sunset with Pike on the back of the motorcycle with her torn ball gown and a leather jacket. Yep. I loved it. It was a good movie. Like I said, it is very, very campy. It's very, very, um, it's very comedy style based. Yes. Yeah. So a couple of things I, I, I wanted to talk about is when we first see Lothos for the first time, he is wearing these Bob Mackie wings and descending from the ceiling. Why are vampires like this? I don't know. It, it's like that episode of Rick and Morty, like of the of the vampire that was like, wait, his, his the the Coach Veratu. Coach Veratu. Like, is, are are they really not even trying? Like, what? It's like naming yourself Coach Neckbite. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. And Ruben, I do have a very serious question uh, about this movie that I need to ask you. Okay, go for it. How funky is your chicken? Oh, shut up. How loose is your goose? Let's get let's get going. <laughs> Uh, that's Come all I on, have the, for this I was movie. Say the, the line's uh, moving. Keep going. That's a cheer from the movie. How funky is your chicken? How loose is your goose? Come on, all you hog fans, and shake your caboose. <laughs> and Ruben gave me this look. If you know Ruben, you know the look that he gives me. Because I danced to it and was singing along to it while watching the movie, and he was like, "Oh Lord." Ruben lives the the joyful version of that that show on Oxygen. Who the bleep did I marry? <laughs> Ah, because 
Sometimes I'll just pull out things and he'll be like, who are you? And what did you do with my husband? I don't even think that. I just, I'm like, oh, okay, look, I'm single again. <laughs> See, that's why you just dropped something. Because God don't like ugly. That's true. That's true. I take that back. Uh, but that's all I've got for this episode. Same with me. Um, you are picking a movie for tomorrow. I Sunday. Am. Sunday. Can you give us a hint? Full feature. I don't know. Mm-mm. Maybe, I don't know, let's see, a tribute to one of our classic movies. We've already done Werewolf. And we've done Vampire. And, and Vampires. So, so what other what other classic uh, monster tributes do we have? We Frankenstein. Have Frankenstein. The Invisible Man. Yep. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yep. What about, what, what else? Maybe a Phantom? Is the Phantom? Phantom? Is that one of them? The Phantom of the Opera? <gasps> I don't know. I almost started singing. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> no, but actually, I don't really... No, no, I don't think he is. But, I don't know, we may... Um, oh, and The Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. So I was going to say, we, we may be in bandages after the next movie. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. The only one I will be watching is the one with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> nice. I was actually about to say it. I was like, well, the only one that's worth watching is the one with Brendan Fraser anyway, so... Yeah. And I've already got my opening line picked out. Nice. If we watch it. You're on the wrong side Side of the the river. river. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Spooky fans. Well, tune in for us tomorrow as well. And thank you for joining us on this next episode. And don't forget, stay Stay spooky. spooky.